do whatever I feel on stage. I always did that. My name is Henry Rollins. Henry, I think I know you. Oh, I see. You're a character now. I was just trying to, I was trying to create an idea of how to expand rock and expand the horizons of it. And I took as the alien form for Ziggy. The New York Times, yeah. this past Sunday, there was an article about the first black punk rock group called Death in the 70s, and they found these old recordings. To me, Little Richard was a person that was able to focus a certain um, physical, anarchistic, and spiritual energy into a form which, you know, we've, we call rock and roll. You are gonna make me scream like a white lady. <laughs> Shut up. This is Deep Tracks, the show where I give you the entire history of rock music through podcast-sized chunks every week. I'm Doug McCullough, your inimitable host, and I'll be leading you down this strange and winding journey through the, uh, the history of rock music and, and rock-related, rock-adjacent, uh, all of it. Um, I wanted to kick off the podcast with this episode zero as, as kind of a teaser for the podcast just to uh, set up what, what it is going to be all about, what the approach is going to be, what you can expect, and also give a little bit of background information about myself. So I've done this um, by interviewing myself. So um, what I did is I went ahead and I cloned myself and then I sat my clone down next to me and then I interviewed my clone. And then, uh, of course, I didn't want to have two of me around, so I had to then create a fake identity for my clone and then um, ship my clone off to uh, Thailand where he is now living uh, comfortably as a insurance salesman. So, all right, here is my interview with myself and I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Doug. Welcome to the podcast. I appreciate you uh, being willing to sit down here with me and, and give me some of your time. Thank you, Doug. I, I uh, appreciate your appreciating me. Of course, of course. You know, Doug, I must admit, being in your presence right now, I am intimidated by your animal magnetism and dazzling manliness. Well, thank you, Doug. I, I'm sure you are. Though I'm not sure I've ever heard the word dazzling used as an adjective for manliness. And I'm not sure you should be pronouncing the H in Rihanna. But nevertheless, you do it every time. Ooh, this... Got personal real fast, Doug, and I think we should leave Rihanna out of this. What is your first question? Tell us about the podcast. Okay, uh, it's going to be a few things. Um, The overall approach is going to be similar to historical podcasts like Mike Duncan's History of Rome or or his Revolutions podcast, you know, where it it follows the entire history of, you know, the the, the subject um, from absolute beginning to, you know, whatever arbitrary end we, we pick. Um, but th- these deep tracks are these these tangents we take along the way, you know, looking at the stories, the music theory, the cultural implications, the social trends, you know, all that Can stuff. Can you give me an example? Uh, sure. Um, a tangent could be maybe a little known story of an artist, um, like the connections between facial recognition software and the bassist for Iron Butterfly, right? Or it could be something like... Um, when we discussed the the teen riots uh, during the premieres of Blackboard Jungle, you know, when they they used the song "Rock Around the Clock," um, you know, and the and the teens were all going crazy in the movie theaters, and uh, you know, if we're, we're talking about that. We can also discuss other incidents where music is connected to rioting, um, such as you know the Paris premiere of Stravinsky's "Rite of Spring." Uh, so the podcast will be about more than the history of rock music yeah man i want to talk about all of it my interests and passion for music are are too broad and freaky to be contained by any single family of genres you know i've been classically trained um and jamming with your friends in your buddy's garage trained 
you know, highbrow, lowbrow. I've, I've got a foot in all of it. You know, I'm just as comfortable talking about Wagner's Tristan Chord as I am about the proto-punk influences in the Kingsman or the Kinks. So it sounds like you take uh, almost as much an academic approach to this topic as you do an anecdotal one. Uh, sure, yeah, you could say that. I mean, I, I, I've taught music courses of all kinds at universities and colleges in Hawaii and California. Um, my degrees are in music composition, which is why I'll probably geek out quite a bit about the music theory and a lot of a lot of this. Um, hopefully, you know, I'll be able to strike the balance between that and, you know, keeping the material approachable for the average non-musician. But, um, you know, History of Rock is one of the courses that I teach. And in that time I've been teaching it, I've noticed where, um, you know, there's kind of a lack of material or, or resources for, for teachers in this in this area. Uh, and, and I'm hoping this podcast will, you know, can can be a resource uh, in that regard. So it's, it, you know, it wouldn't just be something that people listen to while driving on a road trip or while doing laundry, but it's also something that can be used in the classroom. Okay, well, as you know, Doug, I don't believe in an unbiased narrator when it comes to telling history. So why don't you tell us about your background so that we can know what kinds of biases to expect from you? Well, I grew up in a lower middle class economic setting in Ventura, California, the youngest of six kids. I was born at the very tail end of Generation X. So I was a kid in the 80s. I went to high school in the 90s. Um, I generally don't like to think of myself as having musical biases, you know, professionally speaking, that's personal aesthetics aside. Uh, but the reality is we all have them, right? Um, so the best thing you can do is be aware of them and, and course correct accordingly. Well said. You are a fountain of wisdom, Doug. Oh, thank you, Doug. So tell me, um, were you raised on rock music or did you come to it as an adolescent? Uh, definitely not raised on rock music. I grew up in a pretty conservative Christian household. I was first introduced to it uh, you know, as a, as a kid. I was maybe 11 or 12 years old. I was on a camping trip with uh, my Boy Scout troop. And uh, I remember we were camping at, uh, we were beach camping actually at El Capitan State Park. And um, I remember my, my buddy was was rocking out to Guns N' Roses in his tent. And I had never heard anything like it. And I remember just being completely enamored with the music. Um, although I, I, I didn't really become a, a Guns N' Roses fan then and there um, or really ever. Um, but, you know, but quickly, you know, they, they kind of served as my gateway drug, if you will. And then I, I quickly, um, you know, in listening to more things, I, I uh, my, in fact, my first cassette tape I, I bought was Pearl Jam's 10 album. And then shortly after that, I, I bought Nirvana's um, Nevermind. And then, of course, um, with Nirvana, you know, very quickly, I, I, I soon purchased Bleach. And, and kind of went down that rabbit hole with with their musical interests. And I got really into the Sonic Youth and and the Pixies. And um, anyway, I'm rambling. Yes, you I? are. That's okay, though. That's, that's, uh, that's the point of this podcast. Too many artists rely on platforms for their success. But it's time to take back control of your career. We gotta take the power back! This podcast never would have happened if it hadn't been for Craftsman Creative. First, I read the book, then I listened to the podcast, then I reached out and received super helpful coaching from Darren, who is my new Yoda for monetizing my creative pursuits, and now I'm taking their courses to help build my creative business. 
Craftsman Creative is a powerful resource to help artists like you build bespoke creative businesses. They have courses, coaching, and community all ready to help you grow, as well as a weekly newsletter, which you can get for free at craftsmancreative.co. That's craftsman, M-A-N, creative.co. And now back to the show. So, all right, I, I want to now shift gears. I want to ask you some rapid fire kind of quirky questions about rock artists or, or your opinion on rock stars. Now, I want you to just only stick to, in your answers, only stick to famous, really famous rock stars. Okay, none of these really obscure artists or some kind of random, you know, tambourine player for a band for a summer, you know, that no one's heard of, right? So just really try and stick to the, the truly outlandish characters. Okay, okay, I'll try and keep my answers along those lines i suppose okay first question which rock star would you want to deliver the eulogy at your funeral um maybe little richard he was a he was a minister for a while is this you know any rock star in in time or does it have to be rock stars that are still alive today no it can be any rock star we'll pretend that um you know we can travel back in time and and kidnap them from the main timeline and you know plug him in wherever we want okay sounds good okay my next question uh what's a moment in rock history you would have liked to have been present at um uh, bob dylan's performance at um the march on washington you know that where uh, martin luther king jr delivered his i have a dream speech i think that would have just been a kind of a breathtaking moment to be a part of all right who would you not want to get stuck in an elevator with <laughs> um I think uh, Dave Mustaine, you know, the lead guitarist from Megadeth. Why is that? Uh, because, I, you, you know, I, I think I would inevitably bring up his getting kicked out of Metallica just to watch his reaction. And then I would probably say something snarky that would really get a rise out of him. And um, I don't know if you know this, but Dave Mustaine is a black belt in Taekwondo. So uh, he would probably then just you know, beat me to death using nothing more than his guitar pick. So, you know, it wouldn't go well. Yeah, yeah agreed, agreed. Okay, how about this? Um, who would you want to go golfing with? I think Alice Cooper. Um, he would be probably the best and worst person to go golfing with. Um, you know, it'd be rough because he's, he's really good. He's an amazing golfer. So he would just absolutely destroy me. But um, he's a really fascinating guy. So I think the conversation, you know, throughout the day would be, would be a lot of fun, even though, you know, I'd be getting crushed the entire yeah, time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, how about this? Who would be a good rock star to get stuck on the side of the road with? I think uh, Jeff Beck. Um, you know, he's he's really into fixing up old cars. There's a there's a famous story about him trying to buy the car that Paula Matt's character drove in American Graffiti. Um and uh, but it, it didn't work out. He wasn't able to purchase the car. But he then built a replica of the car, and then actually purchased the personalized license plate for it, um, THX one three eight. Which, you know, that's uh, George Lucas. You know, directed American Graffiti, and and so um, that license plate number is from George Lucas's directorial debut. You know, the the old sci fi movie THX one one three eight. Interesting. Um, how about this? Which rock star would you never want as a roommate? Um, all of them. <laughs> but uh, I guess if I was have to really pick one or, or maybe just one group, um, maybe the Sex Pistols. I remember watching this. You can actually find this on YouTube. Um, there's this um, interview they, they do with 
on or they did on on British television um, back in the maybe late 70s or early 80s. I can't remember. But um, anyway, during the interview, it's it's kind of funny. You kind of you, you only see the upper half of the band members. They're in this like really kind of messy sort of dingy apartment and or, or flat, I guess they would call it. And um, so you don't realize uh, until about halfway through the interview, one of them suddenly gets up and uh, starts putting on pants. And you realize that this whole time in this interview, the dude has been sitting there in his underwear. <laughs> so it's just, uh, it just kind of seems like, um, you know, I can only imagine like the clothes laying around the room and the, you know, the waking up at noon. What? But again, that, that could probably describe most rock stars. Couldn't it? Yes, it could. All right. Well, I think that about wraps up all the questions that I have for you. Um, we're looking forward to episode number one. Yes. Yes, we are. And uh, until then, I need a catchphrase. Wow. I need a sign-off catchphrase for my podcast. Maybe I'll have a, a write-in campaign. People will write in suggestions for catchphrases for me signing off. We'll, we'll think about this. 